Hey everyone, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these types of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, this is your host, Josh Baker with the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today, I have Dr. Jeff Williamson on, and I couldn't be more excited to have him on. He's an executive coach, trainer, and mentor. He is also a full-time professor and now runs his own executive uh, coaching practice. I believe it's called CMG, am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I really look forward to what you have for me today. Um, So I kind of glanced over your LinkedIn profile and I noticed that you have had quite a career. You've kind of bounced around here and there. Uh, would you mind like kind of walking me through your path to where you are now? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, the, the bulk of my past three decades has been in higher education, but as you mentioned, it's been in different roles. Uh, it seemed like every four or five years, I kind of reinvent myself. Um, you know, for a time I was administrator, a dean, and then I transitioned into a classroom role after I finished my doctoral degree and taught full-time then for about seven years. And, um, and then I've had administrative roles since then. And now again, I'm, I'm primarily teaching and coaching. So um, yeah, I, I've, I've worked at multiple universities. I love education because I love the learning process. And, and the best part is, is interacting with people who are learning, whether it's in a classroom or one-on-one coaching or groups or whatever. I, I love the learning process and I love facilitating that for other people. So that's kind of the thumbnail on uh, what I do. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. I love that. Cause for me, especially, I love to learn like that's, it took me the longest time to realize that I really just enjoy learning new things. And then just, uh, especially when it comes to business and stuff, I think you mentioned you were an executive, uh, coach as well. So, I mean, that's, incredible i mean you probably interact with high performing people every single day and that's yeah that's that's wonderful so i kind of have like another question here uh what what would you say like have you like trained an executive that is like well known or something like someone that listening to this would know well the the bulk of my clients have been people probably that um in their industry are known but you know we're not just household names uh, one of the most fun connections that I've had that's come from my coaching background has been to have the opportunity to speak at the launch conference for a company called Soar.com. And Soar uh, was co-founded by a guy named Paul Allen, who founded Ancestry.com. And um, so that was exciting to be a part of that. And, you know, he's someone who said, hey, anytime you need a reference, I'm your guy. And he's been very kind and very gracious to sometimes lend some of his network to me. So that's been a lot of fun. But I haven't coached him. I've worked with him and and spoken at his company's conference. So that that would be probably the that would be one of the, the real stars on my on my cap, I guess that's actually so cool uh i actually live here in utah and ancestry's like headquartered here and my dad works for uh family search and that's just right down the street or whatever and they do very similar things Mm -hmm. and that's actually cool that you know paul allen that's that's really cool yeah 
because he's yeah. doing he, he's doing incredible things uh, he is yeah and you're you've been based in utah i kind of had a feeling you would would know him because he he taught some at byu and has uh, been there a number of years Lo he relocated a, a couple, year before last i think but uh, yeah yeah you're right there in the valley not far from from where he spent a lot of time yeah that that that's cool so i kind of gonna dive here into a question that i love to ask uh every guest that comes onto the show and that's if you could share one piece of advice with the world what would it be well that's a good one i bet you've got some good answers gotten some good answers on that i, I think my one piece of advice would be to to understand that the world needs uniquely you they need exactly what you have to offer however great or small because we can sometimes think oh we have to kind of imitate someone or be someone similar to a star for lack of a better term but i think one of the things that i've really come to realize is like this world needs me at my best doing the things that i do best and if we could all do that i, I think it would be a lot better world to be honest that that's actually so true i think uh, we've gotten to a point in society where like people, especially since I'm younger or whatever, I think a lot of kids that I've seen, they want to do what's like, what's cool type of thing. Like they want to do, oh, what, what does this make me look like to my friends and type of thing? It's like the whole, uh, I'm trying to impress people I don't even like type of mentality. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's kind of sad that society's heading that way. But to your point or whatever, I think people are, uh, trying like the people that actually are going to be themselves and actually put themselves and just accept who they are type of thing. They're going to be the future leaders and people are going to flock to them because it's just gotten so, I, I can't find the word for it. Like collective, I guess. I don't know. What, what would you say on that? Like, yeah, absolutely. That's where I, why I often will say, you know, we don't need people to imitate someone else because your Strengths, gifts, and talents are different than mine. They're different than anybody else in the world. And I really believe that. And, and so where, and you, you described it well, where people are drawn to us, I believe, is when they see that we're comfortable in our own skin and that we're, we, we know we're flawed and imperfect, but we're comfortable in our own skin. We've come to that point of knowing and having good self-awareness and saying, you know what, there's things I always need to work on, but here's some things I'm really, really good at. And I think I can help you in those areas. Yeah. So, I mean, you train executives. I mean, we're going to kind of go back to that. So do you ever see like an executive that comes to you and they kind of have that and you do, you help them through that process? Yeah, sometimes. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a few things that I've been seeing uh, regardless of their industry. One is that many, many leaders feel a sense of isolation. They're kind of stuck between feeling like they can speak freely to the people that report to them, for example. And then if they, ha if they answer to either a CEO or they answer to a board chairperson, um, they can't share everything with that person that might go through their mind or have they're making decisions. So they're kind of stuck in this vice with their reports on this side and their board or a CEO or a board chair on this side. And so, um, you know, that's one thing that I'm often talking through is, is providing them with a sounding board, a safe space, if you will, 
to, um, to, to just talk about ideas or to talk about, hey, I'm thinking about in a couple of years, we might do this or we might do that. And those kind of conversations can be scary to a team if they're like, what do you mean we're going to add a new product line? Well, you know, and they can get uh, they can get jumpy at times in, in things like that. So that's, you know, that's been a piece for sure um, as I've coached people along. And uh, and then, like you said, just helping them to to think through what's next and to to make some decisions in conversation rather than in isolation. I've actually never thought of it like that. Like that's, I think, especially since I would say right now I'm in the startup stage type of thing. So it's just me right now, but I've never thought of that. Like Mm -hmm. in conversation, you should make decisions as well. That that's a unique way of like approaching things. And I, I, I'm definitely going to be applying that to, you know, cause I also, uh, so I do this, and then I also do window washing. And then, uh, believe it or not, I'm actually going to release kind of a, a product line or whatever, just kind of drop shipping type of uh, thing that's going on there. And cool. yeah, so I, it's interesting because I've had to, especially in the window washing, uh, I have to like go out and actually like cold call people. And then I'm going to businesses and saying, hey, do you think I could wash your window type of thing? And it's, and that, that that's cool that it's the decision making that yeah. with others that I, I I like that 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 was I'm definitely going to be applying that. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, so much happens in conversation. I mean, I often will say to people, it doesn't matter what industry or what profession you're in. I believe that relationships are everything. And so when you go in and cold call someone and you connect with them and talk to them and say. Hi, I'm Josh. I have a business. Here's the service I provide. Is someone doing that for you now? If so, you know, are you satisfied? What's your price point? Those kind of things. And, and, and just in that conversation, as they're talking to you and getting a read on you, if they're thinking, you know, I like this guy. He, he seems like a young, hungry, hardworking entrepreneur. Uh, let's, let's give it a go and see, uh, see how he does. You know, I like this guy. Well, that that's a good point to start a business relationship. You know, it's conversation and it's uh, getting a good read on them and them getting a good read on you. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more or whatever because my dad, I, I've mentioned that he works at Family Search and he just got back into the office and I was kind of asking him, I was like, so you like looking forward to go back into the office or like, do you think the hybrid was better or like just working from home? Because I think cause he's a software engineer. I'm like, mm-hmm. wouldn't working from home be easier? Cause it's just coding. He's like, no, the conversations you have in the office solves 90% of our problems. Right. And we've encountered more problems yeah. from working from home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, have you seen that from other executives during the COVID? Yeah. And that goes back to isolation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you've had quite a career. Uh, I'm kind of going to ask another question here that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, but what would you say, have you encountered any challenges that have been beneficial for your growth? Sure. I mean, if we're breathing, we're going to have challenges and I'm no different. Um, you know, sometimes we learn more from the times that we miss the mark. Uh, it can it can teach us humility. It can teach us that we have to back up and maybe approach something again or start a new chapter. You know, if we find ourselves 
in a position where we think, man, this isn't what I hoped for um, or that I thought it would be. And it's not bringing me much joy and it's high stress and it's high drama and all those kind of things. Sometimes we have to say, you know, I think I think I made a mistake and I need to transition to something else. So those are all, you know, those are all obstacles or challenges that, that will hit us in terms of work. On the personal side, too, I would say that uh, besides some of those challenges in the workplace is that life happens in our lives as a whole uh, while we are trying to build a career, building businesses, those kinds of things. And so, you know, we'll have times of loss or uh, difficulty or health challenges or those kind of things that are just a part of the journey. And it's, you know, it's navigating those, I think, and and really maintaining our core and, and knowing who, who we are and what we believe in those times of difficulty kind of help hold us steady and, and, and allow us to be a little more stable than otherwise. Yeah, uh, I, I like that because, I don't know, I like to the point that you say everyone encounters challenges. I think Absolutely. especially, I, I'm still trying to develop this, but I've started actually looking at challenges as a good thing because like, that's where you grow at the end of the day. That's where you actually find out, oh, I need to work on this. And I think, uh, I don't know, to a degree, weakness is almost the greatest thing that can happen to you because it has the most potential to grow to the best thing. Like I'm going to kind of use an example here from my personal life. I was terrified of like public speaking. Right. And now I'm out here like doing podcasts and I don't even like, it's almost fun. Like the more I do it, it's becoming more and more fun for me. I'm like, it's interesting to think that five, 10 years ago, I was like, I am terrified. I'm never doing this. But in a, in a way it was like, uh, I had uh, more potential to grow to the top. I don't know. Have, have you seen that in, by, like from executives where like you target their weakness and then it becomes one of their greatest strengths? I, you know, a couple of thoughts on that <clears throat> is we always have that room to grow. And uh, certainly, you know, public speaking or speaking with other people that there's a craft to that so that it, it can be learned and improved and and be an area where we grow. And then we may just find out that, gosh, that was a strength I had. I just hadn't developed that muscle really yet. So <clears throat> when you took that opportunity to step out and kind of uh, go off the high dive, as I say, <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, to go off the high dive and to have that experience where you did put yourself in that situation or uncomfortable, you know, yeah, I, I think we can develop in areas that may not be uh, one of our best. Uh, having said that, I'm I'm a totally all about identifying people's strengths. I I love strengths and the Clifton strengths, and so um, I like to bundle those together. And by that, what I mean is, once I identify those areas that I'm really good and comfortable at, uh, in my top strengths, uh, then if there is an area that I'm like, wow, I'm not very good at this, and and I'm not getting better. Um, then I need to partner with someone who has strengths that I don't necessarily possess in the highest level. And so that's where, and you made the example of conversation. That's where conversation, like your father in his business setting, conversation is where we can kind of test ideas and uh, bounce ideas, if you will. And that's, you know, that's where sometimes as I'm coaching C-suite type people, they'll say, 
you know, I love that I can bounce an idea off of you as my executive coach, and I don't hear about it the next day around the, the coffee pot in the office. It's, it's this confident, um, trust-based space where they can test ideas just between the two of us and not have that, you know, be, be uh, fodder for the rumor mill the next day. So it's almost like uh, the team that us, like let's say a CEO assembles is more important than the actual CEO himself. It can be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm such a believer in the, the power of the team. Um, but I would also say a, a good team really needs a strong leader to see who has the different sets of strengths and to have them placed in roles and responsibilities that are a good match for their strengths. So, yeah, it's really that integration of, of, of bringing, together that, bringing together that difference of strengths and abilities and then a leader being able to kind of help them synergize and work together and, and really do some special things that we couldn't do individually. Okay, so uh, just kind of a question here. Uh, what uh, would you say is the single most skill that an executive would need to be uh, successful in what he does? Well, um, you know, certainly listening, strong listening skills comes to mind uh, because those times where we find ourselves in charge of a team of 30, 40 people and maybe a significant amount of budget dollars, it can be where we just think, okay, I make decisions and, and I inform people what we're going to do because I'm the leader and I have the plan. That, that's not usually going to work too well. Um, so the listening allows us to glean from our people on the front lines and to say, hey, here's some challenges I, I'm facing or here's a resource or two that I could really benefit from in, in doing my job or leading my team in the organization. So, man, if someone's a great listener, that goes a long way to being um, to being a good leader. I think they need some other skills along with that. But listening is huge. That that's actually I come I'm gonna add something to that. I think I heard something like a story. Uh, Nelson Mandela, right? South Africa. He's a civil rights leader. Legend. Uh, people asked him what made him a great leader, and he said, uh, the one thing he would do it he learned in this like tribal meeting, and the chief would always like speak last. He would always like listen to other people, get their thoughts, and he would always he'd always talk last. And I've always like kind of thought about that. I'm like. That is so true. Like the greatest leaders have always sat there. They listen to those around them and then they say, all right, this is what I'm thinking. And everyone's like, oh, that's, that's a great idea. And that's why we're like, they're these great leaders. So yeah, that's just a little side note there. Hey, anytime, anytime I can be in a company with Nelson Mandela, I'm happy to be there. So uh, yeah, so I, that, I can just say, yeah, what he said. That's, that's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Listening, I mean, I actually uh, kind of did uh, like a special episode a couple, I think it was two ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I did, it was just me and just kind of talking and people submitted questions to me. Mm -hmm. And they asked me like what it takes to be successful. And I'm like, well, obviously you need the hard skills. But I said, I think you need three soft skills. And that's listening, focus, and then uh, I'm trying to remember the third one. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I just listed those three things. I'm like, I think those like listening, especially like is important. So 
don't know. Would you say, uh, have you dealt with like any people that are just hard and you just have to like kind of say, all right, like they won't listen to you and you just kind of have to like say, all right, you're on your own. And then they fail type of thing. Well, I, I've had cases where, you know, sometimes most of the time when, when people ask me to come in and coach someone, it's because they're doing well and they want to advance and, and grow and get better. Sometimes also uh, a, a leader may say, Hey, I've got, I've got a, a leader on my team of vice presidents who is struggling, who is not doing well in that area of, you know, critical skills like human relationships and listening and those kind of things and so you know when that's when that's the case i i try to really be upfront with people to say look here's the deal um these are some things that have been communicated to me that maybe are areas that you struggle some in let's let's unpack that and talk about that and then let's think about strategies and action steps to help you get better in those areas because I can think of at least one case where uh, a person was a senior leader and if, and if they didn't adapt and adjust their interaction with people they work with, they were going to lose their job. They were going to be removed from the organization. And I'm happy to say now a couple of years later, that person is still in that role, still with that organization. So I'd like to think I kind of help keep them around and help them to maybe soften some areas that were a little rough around the edges. Um, because the content knowledge was there, but it was this human interaction that was really a struggle. So, yeah. So sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll I'll work with someone, and the 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 CEO or whoever hired me to work with them has perhaps said, you know, they've got about three months to get this figured out, or we're going to need to make make a change. So see what she can do to help them. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll go in and make the best of the situation. So yeah, that's. That's actually, that's, that's funny, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I, I, yeah, I mean, it is after the fact, but not at the moment. <laughs> yeah. In the moment, I bet you're like, okay, got to do it. But uh, I kind of saw when you submitted uh, to the podcast guest uh, thing and, you know, I invited you on, yeah. I saw you mention you inter like uh, train some 20, like people in their twenties. Yeah. Me being, uh, around that age group would you say that uh there's a lot of ego that goes on like i know it all type of thing at this point you know i think that's that's uh, in fairness i think that's partly present at every age that we have to really learn some humility and be more teachable perhaps than we are most of us myself included can always get better at having a teachable spirit um having said that i I don't as frequently as, as I work and talk and mentor 20-somethings, I don't as often, thankfully, see a lot of ego or I, I know everything. Um, but there, there is often this case of, I know, I know some valuable things, whether it was you know vocational training or, or school or college or junior college. Whatever their previous training was, they have some skills. They do know some things. Um, what they don't always have clear connection to is how do I, how does that interpret into being a contributing team member? How does that contribute? Where do I plug that in to you know different kinds of organizations? And so sometimes it's finding positive places and ways to 
to to utilize what knowledge base they do have, but then having that teachable spirit to say, hey, I've only been in the workforce for a couple of years and I see some things and I have some insights, but boy, I got a lot to learn because I got a, a secret for you. At 59, I find myself constantly saying, man, I got a lot to learn. <laughs> so is it just the 20 something that, you know, that need, that have a lot to learn? And I, I think the, the wiser we get, the more we realize we, we have a lot to learn. We just do. Like we'll, we'll never know everything at the end of the day. It's like, no, no, we won't. I'll, I'll often say, I know a lot about a little bit, <laughs> you know, just, just a couple of things. I know a lot about those, but everything else I'm a novice. Exactly. You know? it's... And, and so I try to work in that space where I know a few things you know, and it seems to work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of like that <laughs> we mentioned that, but um, I'm kind of going to start wrapping up here, but mm -hmm. uh, what would you say uh, you want the audience to remember about you? What do they want to remember about Dr. Jeff Williamson? Well, thanks for the opportunity, first of all, to answer that response and, and to, to have a, a chance to chat with you today. I, I, th I think that most people who know me well would tell you that I am truly uniquely interested in their success. Uh, the 20 somethings, you know, that I, that you mentioned that I work with, one of them said a while back, a couple years now said, I never felt like Jeff really told me what to do so much as he helped me to step into what I already knew to be true. So sometimes I'm shining a light on what I can see in other people. And it helps them to see the truth of what they bring to the table, what they have to offer. So if I can help people understand the beauty, the gifts, talents, and strengths that they have for whatever they're doing, that's, that's going to be something I can hang my hat on. Yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming on. And uh, do you have any ways, like if people want to reach out to you and get training from you, do you have any ways that you would like them to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. They could go to my website, which is www.coachmentorguide.com, all lowercase. And they're on my website. There uh, is a place where they can request more information. They can go and actually schedule a Calendly appointment for us to just do a discovery phone call and learn a little bit more. And so, yeah, they go to my website. And I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So you can check my site out there. And I'd love to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's, it's been a pleasure. I loved what you had to say today. Thank you. My pleasure. So uh, everyone, that is, uh, as you heard, uh, Dr. Jeff Williamson. As you can tell, he is a very intelligent person, has great things to say. Uh, I look forward to publishing this episode. And thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week, and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, Check out intelligentcombos.com and there should be a form there for you guys to fill out. Thank you guys again and let's get after it.